just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 18 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 18, To Wish Impossible Things. Luke, do you mind if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're going to put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're going to have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers. Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media. Dude, did you hear that? We're media. So welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, Move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 18, To Wish Impossible Things. Dom, we are here. How are you, my friend? I'm alright, thank you. I've had a incredibly busy week, <laughs> but I'm okay. How are you? That second lockdown busy frontline week that you've had yeah uh I, i'm good also very busy uh in different ways i guess doing a lot of prep to uh, sort of pre baby birth to get everything settled at work and at home but everything is good cannot complain healthy all good so yeah that's what i like dom. to hear thank you and dom we have exciting announcements and exciting things. So people that are already following us on Instagram and people that are members of our Patreon already know, but for people that don't know, Dom and I have rebranded ourselves and we officially have a banner that all of our podcasts are going to fall under, which is what, Dom? 10.30 Productions. Hey! Hey! So, for anyone that doesn't know, all of our podcasts from the very beginning have started with whatever, whatever, where it's always 10.30 at night. And the reason that is, is because when Dom and I were kids, and Dom would come and stay over at my house, my parents would always say, okay, the latest time, the latest time you can put a movie on before you go to bed is 10.30. So Dom and I would always wait, like we'd be playing video games or doing whatever, and then when it'd get to bang on half 10, we'd go, we'd get the film and we'd put it on and we'd have all of the snacks from the sweet cupboard. And there were some of some of my, my fondest memories uh, of you, Dom, and, you know, from childhood. And I remember we would spend so long, we'd probably spend almost as long as a film or movie is trying to work out which movie we we're going to watch. Like, do you remember we'd sit in front of the bookcase and be like, we'd put the movies out that like that we've shortlisted and it would always be the same sort of ones like Mighty Ducks or Free Ninjas or like Ace Ventura or any of those types. You know, like, do you remember all of that? Of course, yeah, I remember it fondly and really well. And, and we would actually just spend forever trying to choose. And because we're quite, both of us are quite similar We'd always want the other one to choose. 
Yeah. And go, no, you can choose, or you can choose, or you can choose, or you can choose, and you can choose. And it was just, we, we'd always go, oh, what do you want to watch, though? And we we're both quite passive, I suppose, and just let <laughs> let the, hope the other one would pick one. And that's what we used to whittle it down, and, and it ended up becoming a, okay, I'm going to put these two behind my back. Uh, yeah. Just pick left or <laughs> pick left or right, and then we'll watch that film, and and that became an easier method of us <laughs> being able to choose a film. But we would actually take forever <laughs> to pick one, but make sure that it was bang on half ten by the time we were watching, uh, watching whatever film we decided to pick. Die Hard. It was Die Hard or like Die Lethal hard. Weapon most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good. That's such good times. So that is why it's called Ten Thirty Productions because it is all about. This is the place where it's always ten thirty at night, and we're discussing the things that we love like One Tree Hill movies. But that is not the only announcement, Dom. We also are announcing the start of a new podcast. Tell us about it, my friend. The new podcast is going to be called Fox River, a prison break podcast. And we are going to venture into doing a a very similar podcast to like we're doing with One Tree Hill, but with prison break. So I I have little experience with prison break. I've watched the first season and that is it. But Simon, my friend, you're a big fan of the show, right? I love it. I love it. I think that Prison Break and Lost, they came out at the same time. And I think they are responsible for uh, an evolution in the quality of TV. Like they were at the beginning of like, wow, TV can be as good as movies. Like Obviously, there's loads of examples before that of tv that is doing it but i think prison break and lost they kind of opened a lot of people's eyes uh, and me uh, in particular with both of those shows uh, but with prison break there is no podcast about prison break there's loads of podcasts about lost uh, but there's none about prison break and that's a real crime because it's there's so many people like me that love that show and it's a show that would be there's so much to talk about and it's such a fun show uh, and I think it will be great fun to talk with you about. So just before we will get into One Tree Hill, of course, just bear with us. But with uh, Prison Break, so you've only seen the first season, but when you watched that, it was like 12 years ago or something, right? Uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. So the premise of the podcast will be incredibly similar to this one, apart from the little bits that Dom will remember in the first season anyway, it will be about, you know, Dom not knowing and predicting and sort of talking it through. But yeah, it will be a lot of fun. And that's going to be the podcast that Dom is going to be in charge of, so to speak. So we're going to, we're going to sort of have a podcast each that we are like the producer of, I guess you could say. Um, uh, It's going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. So more to come on that as, uh, as we go forward. But you can expect uh, Fox River to be with us, you know, sort of January after the holiday season. But and yeah. If there's any uh, Ravens out there that are fans of Prison Break, then, you know, we, we can't wait to have you listening to, to both of the podcasts. And if you're not a fan of Prison Break, maybe this could be your opportunity to get into it and watch it with us. That would be that'd be fantastic as well. Completely. It's as much as I think people will think it's kind of a masculine show it's really not like as there's uh it's kind of there's things in there for everyone and uh yeah i love it it would be very different because one tree hill is kind of 
you know, can be life changing and has a lot of these life messages in where Prison Break is a lot more just about the entertainment. But it also I watched Prison Break through a period of my life that it spanned um, the section between college over university to the end of university to like when from the time I started watching it to the time I finished my life was very different <laughs> um so it is it is an interesting period of time so uh yeah there'll be lots of good stories lots of fun so really looking forward to uh getting involved with on that one with you Dom but we're here for prison break oh no we're here for one tree hill i'm already in fox river mode jump in the gun man jump in the gun (laughs) (laughs) so michael schofield (laughs) um dom this episode is amazing i love this episode it's so good i uh i watched it a couple nights ago and then i listened to it today just the audio while i was doing some stuff around the house it's the first time i ever just listened to a one tree hill episode and it was great a great one to listen to where do we even well who do you want to start with we're definitely starting at the uh boy toy auction (laughs) but where (laughs) who do you want to start with uh i want to start with tim okay (laughs) great what a great place to start. <laughs> uh, last week, On our last week's episode, uh, when we were with the uh, Tree Hill Talk crew, we uh, we got into not a, really a debate about Tim, but I I decided I, I'm not really a fan of Tim. I don't really like him. And they said, both of them said, oh, we loved him, we loved him, and they really liked him. And this is probably the first episode where I thought, he he could be a likable character, <laughs> and uh, and what a way what a way to enter as well. So the guy, uh, so the the first guy that's that's out and being auctioned off by uh, the pimp of the evening, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Whitey Durham, uh, Brian. is is basically get off Brian has basically just sold off this young man for like fifty dollars. And then it's uh, Tim's turn to come out on stage. And the fact that everyone goes, who's next? Tim. <laughs> and they're all like really disappointed that he's coming out next. And like physically, and to look at him, there's not really much different about Tim as there is someone like Nathan or Lucas or Jake or anything like that. But it must be literally just down to his personality. <laughs> it's harsh because he's like... He's a good looking guy. Like, yeah, there's nothing, you know, he's got a good body. You know, he's, he's just, yeah, it must just be down to his, uh, yeah, his personality. Yeah. All the douchebaggery for, throughout the years. That's exactly it in a <laughs> nutshell. But he, he's working that stage, Dom. I mean, he's giving it his best, isn't it? And he seems to be loving it as much as the crowd is <laughs> booing. <laughs> And why he's struggling to get to get any bids. He actually gets it down to, can I get a 10 spot? <laughs> Do you remember how much he actually gets? Is it like, is it $8? It's $8, yeah. <laughs> and Deb's From? bid's $8. Mm, because she's got some chores to do around the house. Sure, she's got some chores to do. Right. 
So, very quickly, this gets confused. And I think this is actually Deb's fault. I'm going to call it what it is. She tells somebody in the crowd, oh, I've got some chores around the house that, that Tim can do. She never says that to Tim. In fact, what she says to Tim is, you might want to bring a change of clothes because I want to get dirty. Uh, yeah, it's just the whole premise of it. She's quite risque, isn't she? She's just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to say this to Tim and be a bit naughty. But actually, really, I want him to clean the bathroom. Oh, so you think she was saying that on purpose? Like she was, it was like a joke to her being a bit sort of innuendo, you know, or, or I thought that she, it was just from her, a genuine misinterpretation from him of what she was saying. Funny enough, when, when it was first happening and she was saying it, I think it was innuendo, tongue in cheek. Uh, okay, I've got this lad coming over. It's my son's best friend or oldest friend or whatever um and he's coming to my house so i'm gonna like play little mind games on him and, and why and just frustrate him maybe i thought oh maybe you know that's what she was getting at and that's how Sexually. it felt yeah, yeah that's, frustration. that's how it felt didn't it <laughs> and then we <laughs> okay then we... wait 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 let me pause you there okay you're tim i'm deb okay. oh hey Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. Yes, Deb. No, Miss Scott, please. Y- yes, ma'am. <laughs> I've got some. I need you to come around the house and bring a change of clothes because I'm looking to get day tonight. Now, Boing. Do you... <laughs> do you think he was wrong for his interpretation? of this and uh, do you think you know would you have also packed you know your little speedo type underwear i think the only thing that was wrong is what i was going to say it was the underwear <laughs> <laughs> well okay so wait what happens next so he goes around the house and she says oh hey timmy i'm in the bath yeah he's thinking great Let's get this night started. Now, he's going in with the full intention to sleep with his best friend's mum, am I right? Absolutely. He's not mucking about, is he? He's wanted that opportunity for a long time. Is this like a Stifler's mum, like American Pie situation? I'm glad you said Stifler's. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so... If we were to assume that Deb was in the bath and Deb was, you know, looking for some company that that, that night, let's say, do you think Tim would have done it? Oh, 100%. He was he was borrowing that pack of Trojans from Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's not what happened. In fact, Deb was cleaning the bath, but still not just like she wasn't wearing like, you know, joggers and a hoodie though, still. She had a very low-cut pink top on, didn't she? I mean, I cleaned the bath. Didn't she? But... <laughs> I, I didn't I did Didn't not she? I did not notice. Bollocks, you didn't. However, <laughs> if you listen to our fourth bonus episode, you'll note that in my... Wait, I can't remember what I put her down for. In Kiss, Marry and Kill. 
Did I say I was going to marry Deb? No, marry Haley, kiss Deb. Yeah. Kill, kill Sherry, Tim's mum. Yeah. Who <laughs> we also featured <laughs> today. She did. I look forward to discussing her. So I don't. Mm. Hate her. Okay. So much <laughs> to discuss in this one. Okay, so... But instead, Tim comes in in his little outfit... Deb's like, oh, you've got the wrong idea. He runs out embarrassed, tripping up, trying to find his shirt and his trousers. Deb slips and is now by his groin. And who comes through the door, Dom? Mr. Dan Scott walks in. Awkward. And it looks like it's a very precarious position to be in. Did this get a laugh from you? This did get a laugh from me. You were correct in predicting the laugh. (laughs) Did you think this was going to happen? Did you think this was going to go this way? I thought this was going to become the theme of the entire episode. Not not just Deb and Tim, but everything was being misconstrued, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So uh, last week was loneliness and this week has, has gone into misconception. And misinterpreting events. So Dan has misinterpreted something that is actually probably quite innocent, but looks horrendous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, later on, we see Lucas does the same thing uh, with Nathan and Peyton. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's probably something in there with, with Brooke and Mouth as well mm-hmm. uh, about misconceptions. So that seems to be the theme of the episode. From me, anyway. Um, yeah. But, you know, something that seemed like flirty banter at the beginning that then became, no, I actually want you to clean my bathroom, became a horrendous sort of mistake and misfortune in timing with Dan walking in. But there had to be something like that happening. I, I did kind of think Dan would appear at some point. I just didn't know where. I thought he might have turned up and, like, see them all in the bathroom or something like that. But that was, like, the perfect moment for him to walk in. And he he laughs, doesn't he? He actually has a good old <laughs> laugh. Then gets a bit angry. And then just, like, stares out Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, that was the only time Paul Johansson featured in the episode. And it was so perfect. Like, everything, yeah, about his performance. that He was on screen for, like, five seconds was perfect. And I loved... <laughs> he was the lawyers are gonna love this one. What what I'd really like is when this episode goes out, is if you put the image of him and just like there's just like the out of focus shot of Tim's groin and you could just see Paul Johansson's face because you know, he's a friend of the show. He's so a he, friend of he, the show. He's gonna see that picture and he's gonna like it and hopefully message and say, I got a good story about that because that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he will. He I he liked I put something up yesterday. He liked it straight away. What a great guy. Well, he's more than a friend to the show. He, he if anything, he's a fan. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. I think he has um I think he has the the top Patreon tier, doesn't he? That's right. That's he right. Is. We're a fan of his. But he's, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a fan of ours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, he'll, he'll okay. be downloading the uh the prison break one, Fox River. He'll be on that. Oh yeah, of course. We need to hear Dan. Well, how Dan Scott would fare in prison? Uh, Dan Scott would be a good warden of a prison, actually. I think. 
uh, I think he he has that steely ruthlessness, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But also, a lot of wardens of prisons in America end up in politics, and I could imagine him being like a smooth politician. He's a good sort of salesman, isn't he? But yeah. Anyway, I like this is going to be our new way of just trying to connect One Tree Hill and Prison Break. You already did it very successfully when you said because <laughs> uh, the prison in uh, Prison Break is called Fox River, and you oh. said it could be Fox River Court. Absolutely. I like that. There you go. <laughs> so that's kind of the end of that uh, Fred, but it, it's kind of like, uh, have you seen the movie Night and Day with Tom Cruise? Yes, uh, and Cameron Diaz. No. Oh, yes, I said the wrong film. <laughs> that, that is the film with Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about random films that mean nothing uh <laughs> I, I love that film by the way anyway film. great action very funny oh well that actually gets like a 5.8 or something on imdb so oh, you my... should tell your girlfriend about she wouldn't that watch it. because so for any listeners out there here is a good challenge so dom's girlfriend won't watch a movie if it has a lower rating than a seven on IMDb. And I was saying to Dom, there are so many movies that are rated like, you know, six point whatever that are great movies that she, and then by proxy him, is missing out on. Oh, no, I'd still watch them. But what if you're spending time with her? Then you can't watch We just them won't then. watch it at that time. I'll just watch it on my own. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got to go home now. I've got things yeah. to do. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's the movie called. Oh, it's with Live Die Repeat. It was also called The Edge of Tomorrow. They had two names. It's a great movie. You should watch it. But it's like Groundhog Day. Basically, it always starts from the same place. Like okay, each cool. day starts from saying, well, I think with this, every time we go to, from one character to the next, it needs to reset back to the boy toy auction of where it all began. <laughs> so who do you want Who do you want to go with next? Are we Are we saying that um, Tim, Deb and Dan are all done now? Yeah, done. Couple they, they, feature, they didn't feature again, did they? Wow. Okay. Let's cover Jake next oh boy so he's the got a brother bit of a deeper story in this one hasn't he he sure does but firstly he comes firstly the music in this episode i really noticed how great the music was in this one there's so many so much good music in this but he comes out to the in the uh the bird mascot outfit she kept it she he came dressed as a raven and he came out to yeah. uh tom jones's you can leave your hat on you can leave your hat on <laughs> you can leave your hat on jesus you're welcome i was really surprised lucas didn't come out to uh some travis <laughs> Keeping up appearances. <laughs> I'm losing oh. myself. <laughs> I'm losing myself. 
set. Cut everyone. You love. Come on, Dom. No. And you do it again. Oh, Lucas is a whole. Go What's on. fantastic is you hit such a an interesting note is that it cuts out the audio. <laughs> I can't hear what you're saying until you <laughs> return to normal pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good note to actually add. So if this episode or the last episode, last two episodes actually, if they've sounded a little bit different from our regular scheduled programming and recording, it's because the UK is in the midst of a second quarantine so we're having to record remotely, but we're doing our best to, you know, keep the recording quality uh, high. But once the lockdown is over, we will be back to eating pizza and recording in the same room. Like we don't like, we lo- we much prefer to record in the same room. But uh, yeah, at the moment, you know, COVID prohibiting. Fuck you, COVID. Fuck you, you little COVID bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, so, back to Jake. What did you think about Jake's entrance and his little routine up and down the catwalk? I thought it was good. Um, I liked how I liked Whitey really found it funny. He really liked it. And then Mouth, who's like DJing. Did you know Mouth could DJ? Were you aware? This is a, a new one on me. I discovered that today. It makes sense. He's a sports announcer. He uses, you know, microphones. That's that's the input, and then speakers and DJing as an output. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a useful skill. Very, and he can dance. So, but yeah, he uh, mouth found it really funny as well. Everyone found it really funny. It was kind of it was a good way for jake to do it because he's like he wasn't taking himself seriously he's not going to come out like how nathan does you know later and we'll get on to that when we get on to that um and he wasn't going to be all shy about it like lucas and again we'll talk about that but it was it was clever it was funny it was endearing he even flashes as if he was fat like you know flashing his breasts (laughs) and it was just you know the bird chest um yeah i thought it was really good really funny what did you think? Did this get a laugh from you? Uh, I was like, oh my God, he's come out in the, the Ravens costume. Brilliant. Um, it, it did get a bit of a laugh, yeah. I actually laughed more at Whitey's reaction <laughs> to it. Yeah. I thought he is loving this, isn't he? <laughs> he was loving it. Brian was having the time of his life pimping out these teenagers. <laughs> Just... well, we haven't even clarified the rules yet. They get... So you can bid on someone for $8 and you get them for five hours, right? And you you don't have to be of a certain age. (laughs) It's like there's there's like, you know, those laws don't matter for those five hours. It's for charity. Hey, it's for charity. It's fine. And but also you have to kiss them at midnight to, you know, to release them back (laughs) to their lives. Are we saying Deb's kissed Tim? Well, if you were asking Dan, then the answer would be yes, but maybe not on the lips. (laughs) (laughs) You can leave your hat on. (laughs) Oh, God. So. So. (laughs) Jake Jake comes out. Takes the head off dancing around kicks off a few more bits like the the gloves or the wings does a little flash 
and uh, Peyton has made a decision that she's gonna she's gonna bid on she's gonna bid on Jake tonight. This is where she's going. Mm. And mm. Haley says, "Oh, you uh, you guys are really kind of hitting it off." And she's like, "Yeah, we're you know we're really good friends, but it'll be nice to just spend some more time together." Which you know I was kind of getting at in the last episode, wasn't I? I was saying mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is gonna this is gonna become more of a thing, but might not really go anywhere yet. And there's a mystery bidder. She's outbid mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. And she only has like $87.43. So when it mm-hmm. goes up to 100 and something, um, she's completely outbid and loses. Yeah. Because <laughs> who, why? Because who, who won? It was Nikki. Nikki has returned again. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, so... Do you remember how I said even that that there's couple names? Obviously, you know, Naley and Brucus and Leighton. There is also Jayton. Right, okay. You know, Jake and Peyton. Um, but also remember, just because they have a couple name doesn't mean that anything happens. There are some couple names from things that have just happened in one episode out of 187, and they still <laughs> have a couple name because people are like, well, but I wish that it happened. That would make sense, you know. Or even there's couple names for couples that never even, you know, didn't even look like it was possible. But people were like, oh, yeah, but that would have been amazing. So I don't want you to think that that gives any kind of spoilers away. Do Karen and Larry have a name? Um, yeah, Laren. Okay, not not Carrie. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying just all oh, these made words. up jumbled words <laughs> <laughs> but okay so nikki is the winner now we go into this whole thing of uh nikki and jake and jake basically being very cruel to nikki now i just want to say before yeah, I can see your face. I see he's pulling a face. He's pulling a face. He's pulling a face. Yeah, I I wondered if we were going to disagree on this. Uh, and guess what? If I'm Jake, I'd be pulling off the gloves for the Raven mascot too because I'm ready to throw down because this might be an unpopular opinion, but Jake, grow up and stop being a little bitch. Like like what you're going to deny a mother her right to to see or interact with her daughter in some way or another she explained that she was scared she was overwhelmed she's a teenager yes she's made a mistake but she's saying she wants to try and be in jenny's life in some form okay it's going to take time you got to build trust back you got to prove yourself so on and so forth. But you can't just shut the door on someone for the, their child's entire life when she's a teenager. Am I wrong, Dom? Remember, Jake is responding through just pure emotion and like rage and anger. He's not thinking mm-hmm. logically at the moment. So he needs time out. He needs time away to think, okay, look, I need to let Nikki have her time with Jenny. But I think he's justified in, in quite a lot of what he was saying. He's looked after that kid for nine months on his own, you know, or obviously with the help of his parents and one time with Peyton. But, you know, she completely abandoned them. She disappeared. She never contacted them. Uh, I think he's well within his rights to say, 
where the bollocks were you? You know, you you just upped and left and that was it. And I never heard from you. Must, Listen, like... love, where the bollocks were you? I was in here raising this bloody child on my own. The most British thing ever said. Where the bollocks are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do that I'm in here a making a shepherd's pie. You know. <laughs> Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> God save the queen, you fucking bitch. <laughs> But it, it comes down to... Right, I'm moving back onto this. It comes down okay. to the fact that Nikki is a manipulative bitch. Okay, pump and that's, the brakes, that's all, No, pump the brakes. no, you wait, you wait. Just that moment <laughs> in the car when she's just like, I really missed you, I really missed you. Oh, let's talk about my daughter for six seconds, but I really missed you. And she's all over him, like unzipping him and stuff like that. And he's like, <laughs> back off, skank whore. Fuck no, leave me alone. You fucked off after nine, like, like for nine months without any sort of communication when your daughter is here and you, you like, wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah, fine, you were scared and all of that, but I was scared and I just dealt with it. I manned up and I coped and I'm coping and I'm missing basketball and I'm missing having a life because I'm looking after our child that you abandoned. It's not even just about abandoning me. It's about you abandoning a child and that behavior is fucking atrocious. She is a manipulative bitch. Saying it now. Right. Yeah, that's wow. So much heat. So much spice. Spicy. <laughs> put oh. the put the cayenne pepper down. <laughs> the heat is here. I'm a vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well. Well. Firstly, okay. Firstly, I know that Magdalena is out of her seat right now, like just chanting, Dom, Dom, Dom. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> she's fully on your side. I can already feel the hate messages coming from Magdalena. Bring it, Magdalena. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm and, and she's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny. it's funny that you mentioned Magdalena because today on the radio I heard that there is a new true, true crime podcast out. Like the first episode has just been released. It's like Danish murders or something like that. So there you go, Magdalena. Oh, nice. Check that one out as well. But don't forget us. <laughs> okay. And, and those so... people just got a free advert out of me. So we need to like tag them in this somehow. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay. Well, Dom, let me, uh, may, may I retort? I will allow that. Okay. So nine months, you say, that Jake has been looking after jenny i guess that makes them even right because i guess nikki looked after jenny for nine months in her womb you have any idea what havoc pregnancy and labor has on a woman's body i will never experience childbirth that's right so i can only sympathize and do my best to understand what women have to go through mm-hmm. when they carry a child mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um i get what you're saying she had to carry the baby and so on and so forth but they both made the decision for that to happen they're, they're, we takes, don't know that wait, we don't know that so well so from my perspective perspective it takes two to tango right yep so they they both had sex ended up in a pregnancy <laughs> She's ended up okay. saying, I'm going to keep the baby. Fine, great. Uh-huh. That That's obviously a decision that's made. 
she even said, you know my parents' feelings on it and what they thought. So that would imply that the parents were like, don't ruin your life, don't have the baby now, you're so young. Mm-hmm. But actually she's gone, no, I want to have this baby. I want to have Jake's baby. And then she abandons them. Then she runs away. Okay, but have you never been scared? Have you never been overwhelmed? Right well, I'm just saying that she's a teenager. She's in her adolescence. Like, it's it's hard to know what people what happens to people beneath the surface. And look, we've seen her in the bar. She's obviously not happy within herself. When we met her with Lucas, um, I mean, actually looking at looking at. Remembering the Lucas merry-go-round carousel thing, it actually isn't going to do her any favors. <laughs> so, have I but, like swayed you on the Nikki opinion? No, uh, I, I, I get it totally, and what she did is not acceptable at all. But to them to banish her from being to banish the kid's mother. Because, you know, she made a mistake. Yes, a bad one. But surely she deserves the opportunity to make it right and to be in Jenny's life. And surely Jenny, hopefully, is going to have more uh, opportunity and possibility with having, you know, two parents in her life. Hopefully. That's a complicated thing to say. But, you know, in an ideal situation. I got a couple of a couple of things to to say about uh, Nikki that I haven't already said, and and Jake and their relationship, and and kind of what you're saying. So I get it. I understand your your point of view. Um, I just want you to think about when you have your baby, your wife leaving you, disappearing for nine months, and how you're going to feel if she suddenly turns up at your door. Are you just welcoming her back with open arms? Yeah, come in. That's great. My my next point is I don't think at any point in this episode Jake said you're completely banished. You can never see her. Did he? Yeah, he said when? you're not going to be in her life because you threw you abandoned us. Okay, so either way, he's talking out of like pure rage and so much emotion, and he needs to go away and and calm down and consider things. But mm, remember, okay. remember, it's coming from a place where she's just tried to be really manipulative. And be on top of him and all over him. Which means she hasn't changed. Mm. She hasn't grown up. She hasn't, you know, developed in any way from when they knew each other before. And from when they got themselves into this situation. She's just the same person. She's gone out to bars. She's sleeping with younger guys because that's what she likes. Um, <laughs> and she's, you know, making a bit of a mess of things. Yeah, I understand. And, she, you know, the fear and being scared and the commitment and worried about it. But she's doing nothing to make that better or to better her situation if anything she's going out and making it worse so yeah it might be down to a bit of self-loathing and a bit of uh not liking herself at the moment and living through these challenges but it doesn't there doesn't appear to be any change in her from what we saw a couple of episodes ago to what jake has described her being like to then her getting to his front door and saying it, with or without you I will have access to my child you know simple and and you know that's probably the only motherly thing she does in this entire episode you know she gets all the stuff wrong but he kind of set her up with a shopping bit and I get that because she gets everything wrong because she's not going to know because she's not been around but that's the problem she she hasn't even asked the question mm. so I get it 
there's the I, I just I still think she's very manipulative and can't be trusted and the only the whole wanna be back with Jake thing is just it just felt like bullshit from the beginning. Yeah, no, I get it. And she definitely is being manipulative and definitely is being a bitch. And I I said when we met her a couple episodes ago that I think that potentially she smells bad. I I said that. (laughs) I I feel like she has an odour about her. I I can see it through the screen. Well, funny enough, um, Peyton said it smells like sex in here. And I think that might just be Nikki. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I, all I'm imagining now is that, like, what I was saying was that I think she's got body odor, like she doesn't wash. And now, what I'm thinking about is you're saying she's just having sex with random younger guys on carousels and also not washing. So now there's this double aroma of like oh god anyway um pungent would be my no. <laughs> be my word oh, of choice what's there. that oh hi nikki <laughs> Wait, it's either nikki or um hit the soul patch wafting oh god maybe that's why his soul patch is so wafty it oh. started there <laughs> We'll get back onto the soul patch when we get to Lucas. But okay, I understand what you're saying totally. And I agree. And partly I'm saying this just to play devil's advocate, because if we have the same opinion on everything, then this isn't going to be much of a podcast. But <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that um, I get that he's angry, but he could have been more tactful about it. Like he could have, he came across as... A, a cruel i think and mean and like the like he just set her up with that shopping task of you know get this get that and she was doing some things that were quite thoughtful she got him the ice cream and said you said that all you need for your life to be great is this ice cream and i want your life to be great let me help you make it great yes i've made a mistake yes i was away but i'm here now and i was struggling like he he deserves to or at least be like okay I can't hear all of this right now and this is difficult because it's a painful situation and you've put me through a load of garbage and you put my parents through garbage and it's going to take time to forgive you and time to trust you and I'm not interested in a relationship with you but that's gone but it is you you there can be you can have a relationship with your daughter, but you've got to prove to me that I can trust you to do that and I can trust you not to abandon her again because that's not fair to her and that's also not fair to me. I just think that, and and hey, with time, you know, he maybe he'll be more pragmatic about it and obviously I won't say because no spoilers, but I just think he was, he was mean and maybe a bit teenage because he is or adolescent or a young adult. You could almost say he was a bit obnoxious, couldn't you? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so obnoxious. Drinking his water and lime in the strip club. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, it ends with uh, Nikki coming to the door and saying, look, like you already mentioned, I'm going to be in Jenny's life with or without you. 
I think he kind of forced her hand a little bit in that moment. Like, as in, what else is she going to say? I mean, she could just, she could leave it, come back. I Listeners, I can feel we're going to, uh, there's a lot of opinion to have on this one. And uh, we'd love to hear it. So let us know. We have a new email address, which is, so 1030, spelled out as the word, 1030 podcasts with an S, 1030podcasts at gmail.com. Let us know on there. Let us know on Instagram at Ravens Podcast or let us know uh, on Patreon. But we'd love to hear your opinions. Either way, I think we can all agree that Nikki is bad news, right? Uh, I could see that from, you know, the beginning of her, you know, meeting Lucas in the bar. And from straight away in this episode, she is bad news at the moment. But I think that Jake um, owes it to himself to be a little bit um, better with how he's treating her, at least. Like, she can be a douchebag, but he doesn't need to go to that level, you know? Like Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. And I think Jake met her on the ground floor. That's all I'm trying to say. And uh, I will look to be a little bit more open and hope for the best in Nikki and that she's willing to make a change. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> I, I actually, so my prediction for these two. Yeah, I think... that's good. Because I didn't ask you for a prediction for Deb and uh, Dan and Tim because that was just a little bit, there's no prediction to really have there, I don't think. Um, it's what... just going to become part of their argument, isn't it? About the divorce and stuff like that. So. Yeah, but this is definitely more prediction worthy. Yeah, so what's your uh, Nikki and Jake prediction? I think there's going to be a lot of to-in and fro-in between them. And it will be like handbags at dawn. <laughs> They're going to be upsetting each other, sort of left, right and centre. And there has to be a moment where Nikki has like possession of Jenny. And almost goes Ooh. to like disappear or abscond. Um, but Jake, or maybe uh lucas or someone like that manages to stop it in time or peyton maybe uh manages to get jenny back in time and stop it from happening and then kind of from there it might calm down a little bit but that's that's my kind of thoughts at the moment nice cool we will find out oh did you did you do me the solid that i asked you a couple episodes ago i meant to check in on this have you been skipping the recap i have Excellent. I have not watched the recap on any of the episodes since you asked me not to. And did you notice that there was no opening credits on uh, this, like opening credits, but no, uh, you know, theme tune at the beginning of this episode? Yeah, I, I couldn't really understand why, and the, and the credits actually seemed were all different as well. It wasn't like the gold shiny ones that normally come up. It was just written in white. I, f- I think that this episode, maybe for runtime, maybe they had too much content that they didn't, for the airtime for TV, that they just like, oh, we we need an e- we need 30 seconds, so we're just going to cut the the, in- the intro. Because yeah. I, I actually messaged you and, and said this this episode seems to be longer than, than the rest. It seems to be going on for ages. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope, that, I hope that doesn't mean you think it was dragging. You'll have to wait till the end, won't you? Find out. Oh, boy. Okay, so who do you want to go to next? 
We've got to go back to the boy toy auction. That's we'll, square one. We'll go back to boy toy auction. Let's go to Lucas. So, Lucas comes out. What did you make of his uh, shy, sort of introverted catwalk with a little robot? At first, when he came out, I was thinking, this is a little bit pathetic, isn't it? Oh, God. He's just like, come on, mate, do something. Look look how much energy and fun like everyone else is putting into it. It's for charity. It's fun. And you're walking around with your elbows up by your fucking ears, your hands, like, buried in your pockets, and you're walking out like you're a, a four-year-old that's absolutely terrified of you know what what's about to happen however on reflection as i watched it <laughs> for my second time i thought this guy is obviously you know incredibly shy and had like stage fright kind of issues and struggles with that sort of attention which is why he's not been involved in the basketball team before and and the attention from the girls was a bit like of a surprise to him because he's he he is quite humble when it comes to that sort of thing so as much as he you know has had you know relationships with Peyton and Brooke um he's still you know quite humble and grounded when it comes to that that sort of element of his life um and he doesn't th- he's not like Nathan he's not he's not the the show horse and he's not the um you know one to take his top off and run around and go like look at me look how wonderful i am he is like the uh sort of best way of describing it like the wilting violet so actually like when i when i rewatched, i thought no fair enough okay i I get it i understand he could have made a little bit more of an effort but actually that's that's the best he could do it and people were bidding so you know fair enough that's that's what they like in him but i have to i have to take I have to take some issue with you, Dom, because I don't think you know the influence that you're having on our listeners. The majority of messages that I receive through the Instagram and whatever are people hating on Lucas and saying that I'm I'm wrong for supporting him. And I think, like, I'm sure that, you know, everyone has their own opinion, I get it. But I think... I think you're lighting a fire under people and that fire is burning me. Well, I only did the whole defending him bit with the shyness for you. <laughs> right. I thought, I'm going to rewatch it. I'll see, you know, see how it is. And I thought if that was, if that was our situation, like years ago, so when we were like teenagers, I I, I kind of think you or I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. We, we wouldn't have been out, you know, waving our arms about and, you know, whipping our shirts off and all of that. We might do that mm-hmm. now because we're a bit crazy now. But, sure. in, the, but in those days, uh, I kind of think we would have done a similar thing. So I did think the elbows by the ears the entire time was a bit pathetic, though. Like loosen yeah, up, he was being vulnerable, up. wasn't he? Yeah. He, he was yeah, there I with all that. his friends, like school friends, like Debs was there, you know, buying kids. Um, Whitey was there having a good old laugh and stuff like that. Whitey was was there selling, selling kids. Exactly, yeah. So he was he was in an environment where he was surrounded by people that, you know, 
he's comfortable with. But, uh, I mean, there was a lot of people there that he's probably not so comfortable with, but they were amazed by him when he came out, weren't they? And they were like, ooh, you know, loved it. So it's just so, the whole... Soul patch. It's literally just the elbows patch. by the ears thing. It was so uncomfortable. And I was just like, oh, God, that must be really hurting. <laughs> well, so the rest I of it, this... I, I, I got it. I understood. I know, I know that he's shy in those scenarios. Well, I had this conversation with a listener and I was saying about how actually I think I hold on to the memory of episode like one to five Lucas, you know, like that, like the memory of that character and, you know, his and we've mentioned it before, but his and Nathan's trajectory are opposite, you know, one sort of going up and one's going down. But you know, they're both showing different sides of the coin of lessons to learn, you know. Um, and Luke, yeah, anyway, Lucas hasn't been through a lot of this stuff. Like, he's going through doorways that he's never travelled before. And, you know, we, he has no map or navigation system, you know. And he's making mistakes and he's learning, but that's what life's all about. And like Karen said, it doesn't matter whether you're a teenager or, a, you know, a... 50-year-old man, we all make mistakes all of the time. As long as we keep learning and progressing from them, then it's all good. But who bids on Lucas? Haley, Super, super uh, Haley has decided that she wants to spend an evening with him. They don't get much time together anymore. They're both, you know, involved in other people. Well, Lucas isn't anymore, but they both haven't really had any quality time together. I thought this would be the episode. I thought this is when it would happen. There's a few times in this episode I was like, oh my God, Dom thinks it's about to happen. He thinks <laughs> they're about to kiss. So many times. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's get them in order. So I thought that was really nice because we mentioned a couple episodes ago that we don't see much of Lucas and Haley on their own anymore. So it was nice to have scenes with them that was reminiscent of the earlier episodes. Yeah. They go to the cafe. We've got a water balloon fight. It's very playful. It's very nice. Milk in balloons, this, that, and the other. Playful. A light side of Lucas. He looks comfortable. Uh, how did you enjoy the balloon fight? It was all right. You know, she says, I can't really do this sort of thing with Nathan because it's a bit, what is it, childish? And he's like, well, yeah, but they enjoy it. It, You know, he says it's a great idea and they have fun. They they look like they're genuinely, genuinely enjoying themselves as well, which is great. Uh, it's something that we rarely see from Lucas, him actually having fun. Mm. Yeah, but... It goes a little bit deeper. Um, Haley has a tattoo, Dom. Yeah, when I, I wasn't impressed with the tattoo. What, what, <laughs> like, as a as a fifth time watcher, did did your mm. impression of that? As your impression of that change? I mean, you know it's coming, but do you remember when you first watched it? And you thought, oh, she's got a tattoo, and I I thought it would just would have been a generic tattoo of something. And to sort of mirror Brooke getting Lucas to get a, a random tattoo, Nathan has convinced Haley. But it turned out to be actually quite a nice reason as to why she's got this little number 23. But w mm -hmm. what were your, do you remember your kind of initial thoughts on it and what you, 
has your thoughts on it changed and developed over over the years of watching? I read somewhere. I it cannot be true. I really. I'm assuming it cannot be true, but I did read somewhere that apparently that is an actual tattoo that Bethany Joy Lenz has that's coincidental. It can't be true. It cannot be true. No. But if there's a listener that knows, I definitely read it somewhere. Like it might be on IMDb Trivia or it might be on... Someone might have just posted it on Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty certain it's not true, but I... Did re- I feel like I read it somewhere. I would bet vital parts of mine and your anatomy that that is not fucking true. No way. What what part of my anatomy are you putting on the you line know about what my permission? So, um, I think that I always thought that when she explains it, I think it's sweet and I think it's nice. And also, it makes sense to me because she's been so straight-edged her whole life. She's never really done anything super crazy or on the wild side so to speak so i think it makes sense um you mean you mean it's like a precarious location because it's like right above her butt is that what you mean like if she'd had that on like her ankle or on her arm or something you would understand it more is that what you mean no what i'm what i'm trying to get at is that she says i know we may not be together forever but you know i'm truly in love with him now and it's something that I always want to remember. So I might look back at it in 20 years and just remember a good time. It's not going to be easy for her to see that. You know, Just she's very slim and we've got a great figure. But, but it's right behind you, love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's quite hard to see what's at the base of your spine. So yeah. get it in a place where you can see. Get it in your arm. Like there. Like, like kind of upper arm. Pointing to you bicep yeah well i mean i guess she could always play it off as she was a big michael jordan fan or a big lebron james fan you know we've already discussed was it on this podcast or was it the mighty 90s that we discussed that michael jordan isn't the best guy and he can fuck off and keep his trainers (laughs) (laughs) i think it was on this wasn't it i think it might it was either on this or it might have been on the mighty 90s but yeah we'd (laughs) yeah okay so anyway (laughs) she she has the tattoo she explains it to lucas he actually gets it he doesn't get it to begin with he reacts and he's like oh he's getting you to you know get tattoos on your ass or whatever on your (laughs) ass we've discussed this ass sounds terrible in our accent but uh but she explains that he didn't get her to do it you know he she decided and she loves him and but she's worried that he doesn't love her back so this whole what did you think of this omission of love but what you didn't you didn't really mention what what your thoughts on the tattoo were really i don't mind it i i said i just think that the the location is a bit weird i think if it was on her ankle or arm or something um like i think that Mm, again this is opening so many topics for debate i don't know if that's a little bit like sexualized in in those positions like you could like brooks tattoo it's as we mentioned you can be provocative you need to have a face to be provocative (laughs) but she uh that tattoo 
is provocative as kind of a sexual sexy tattoo right i think like having do, do you know what i mean like i think that certain locations for tattoos are um yeah on a parallel lines to sex <laughs> i know what you're getting at i do so obviously if you've got one on your hip or like your inner thigh <laughs> and yes. your lower back you are yeah you it's almost a bit suggestive is that what you're getting at mm-hmm. or it could mm-hmm. be construed well, as being as suggested or misconstrued as that's the theme of the episode okay okay <laughs> well for context uh, i have a tattoo on <laughs> my oh yes it's <laughs> Just above my above my butt. No, I have a <laughs> tattoo on my left bicep of a pineapple that's dressed up as a cowboy. I've seen it. Um, right. So I don't think like that could be interpreted to be sexual, unless, unless I am the pineapple cowboy <laughs> and <laughs> it's dawn. <laughs> so, you could be whatever you want to be, mate. Whatever you want to be. In the the saloon. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, anyway, let's move through. So, what they they have the conversation. They then move to uh, Nathan's apartment, and Haley is leaves uh, some CDs in the car. So she asks Lucas to go up. And apartment 11 or 12, was it 11? I think it was apartment yeah. 11. It's 11. And, you know, say something nice to him and blah, blah, blah. Lucas goes up, he looks through the window and he sees Nathan and Peyton kissing. Um, Obviously, we'll talk about them when we get to them. But from what Lucas sees, do you think he was right to interpret it the way that he interpreted it from his perspective? From the start of the... I knew that he would see that. It's obvious. He, we've been set up so much throughout this whole episode that he's going to see that. Um, and that something would eventually happen between those two, even though it was seemingly innocent. But you would have thought that by the time he dropped off Haley at home and she said, oh, there's like a midnight kiss thing we have to do. If you bring your tongue anywhere near me, I'll kill you. Which I thought was funny. I'd be like, if you bring that fucking soul patch anywhere near me, I'll kill you. <laughs> and they have their little kiss at the end. Like, they're just quite a nice, sweet little, very quick touch of the lips, wasn't it? You you kind of think that Lucas would have clocked that Peyton had bought Nathan and that's kind of what they were doing. It You know, their kiss didn't look that romantic or involved. It was just kind of a lean-in kiss. Maybe lingered a bit too long, but nothing, nothing major. I mean, if Haley had seen it, she probably would have freaked out. But she still then went and kissed Lucas at the end of it. So you, you kind of, maybe she would have been a bit more understanding. But she was apprehensive the entire time. And the reason she got Peyton to bid on him was because she didn't want all the other people to go and get their kiss, basically. Mm. You know, Peyton's had them before. It kind of, it, it could mean nothing. It could mean something. Because you could see that she was jealous of it when they were when they were walking away. And Peyton, like, jumps on Nathan's neck basically 
Yeah, we have to come back to talk about that because yeah. there's a lot in that interaction. But I think we can cover that when we get to Peyton and Nathan. I mean, again, it's typical Shakespeare, as you would always say, Dom, in that it's something that could be explained away very easily uh, if it was just explained at the time. Yeah, if the question was asked, it, it's fine. But he just turned around and went, oh, no, he's not in, let's go. And she's like, oh, well, they must still be out. But at some point, Luke, mm. um, sorry, at some point, Nathan must say, I was in all night. I was waiting for you. Mm. Uh, you know, or my phone battery died because you couldn't get through to me on the phone. And Peyton left at like five past 12. So oh, I don't know. Maybe you just missed her, but I was in the whole time. And then it's going to be a question to Lucas. Like, why did you do that? Like, oh, because I saw them kissing. Oh, yeah, but it was just the end of the fucking charity thing. So that that was kind of like the little rule. You did the same thing, you idiot. Um, so yeah, it it will come out. It will blow up and be something that it completely isn't, and then it will be explained, and it'll be fine. Because Peyton will probably have to explain to Haley that Nathan has said all these wonderful, lovely things for you, and wants to be a better person for you. Okay. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so before we get to predictions, Dominic, too late. The... <laughs> We get to wrap up uh, Haley and Lucas. They're in the car on the way back, and uh, and they they have their kiss. Now, was this the moment where you thought it was going to happen? Where you thought that Lucas and Haley were going to like kiss for real or having an omission or something? Because it kind of set it up like not only is that nathan that lucas is seeing that's also peyton who he's very much like in love with and he could see that as a betrayal of him as well because as much as they're not together at the moment they're also you know it's, it's all very fresh wounds so uh did you was that what you thought did you think that they were going to have a moment i really thought this was it especially in the car i thought or maybe when they're on the rooftop but then it became all tattoo obsessed. And then I thought, well, they're at the car. They've had this nice moment. They're saying some nice things to each other. And she kind of goes, well, kind of got to, you know, do this little kiss thing because it's like a tradition or whatever. And he says, well, rules are rules. And she's kind of like, <laughs> well, I will if you will. You know, starts unzipping his trousers. Yeah, exactly. It just becomes a bit, a little bit awkward. And and she says, "Well, yeah, rules are rules." He <laughs> like a giggly little schoolgirl, and and then it becomes a. Oh, I've got to throw in a joke to make it slightly less tense. So if you put any tongue in there, I'll kill you or whatever. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And then they kiss and they immediately move away. And I thought, oh, there's going to be a moment here where she kind of goes, oh like sparks electricity this is what i've always wanted this is what he's always wanted and they they kiss again Mm -hmm. but it didn't happen okay before you go any further that's what you thought was going to happen did you want it to happen like as in i think this is a question i haven't asked you enough like we talk about what you think is going to happen but what do you actually want to happen? Like, what couple are you shipping? Who do you want to be together? Do you want Lucas and Haley to be together? Do you want Lucas or Peyton to be together? Do you want Lucas and Brooke to be together? Like, who, how do you, what do you want to happen? 
So I actually think um, Lucas owes it to Haley to admit the true feelings, to bring out the true feelings, and for Haley to be able to go, "Yes, I have always loved you, but still be with Nathan." So I, I actually ship Naley more than like Lucas and Haley. I'd say you want her to be with Nathan. Yeah. Because it makes okay. Lucas a bit more uncomfortable. <laughs> so you just want it to happen to torture Lucas? <laughs> no, not really. I, I mean, that that makes it a bit more fun for me because you react. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, I actually think as a pairing, they're, they're a good pair. It's, it's, it's quite sad to see that two friends that are such good friends that in my view clearly have a, a lot of feelings for each other you know that are you know fairly suppressed but sometimes surface can't get beyond that that stage and can't get to the next mm-hmm. level but she's you know just declared her love for his half brother a half brother yeah. choose another <laughs> someone wrote a review this week saying that we've ruined the words half brother for them and they have a half brother so anytime they say it they just hear us going half brother she's another she's another lover danny glover yeah that's your line that's your one contribution you're like that guy that like plays like the symbols but we have to share the royalties equally. <laughs> he gets a credit <laughs> yeah uh, so Okay, so did you want you <laughs> you wanted them to kiss? Uh, I wanted them. you wanted you wanted it, but then you wanted her to choose Nathan over him. I wanted it to create more tension between Haley and Lucas because they're they're tr- they're trying to solidify their friendship and and get back to their old ways of you know being pally and um, just hanging out with each other, and I I think it's 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 had a really interesting extra dynamic when they've been really tense with each other. And I think if they kissed and then thought about kissing again, or that had become a moment, it then means that it's immediately re-adding that tension. Um, and mm. it, they're going to feel awkward no matter what they do. She'll feel awkward in Nathan because she's thinking about Lucas. She'll feel awkward about being around Lucas because of Nathan and, and worried what he's going to see and think, you, you know, be worried about Peyton because Peyton was desperately in love with Lucas. And now she's, kiss lucas and she won't ever know how to feel okay so is and have you are you comfortable that you've said all of your predictions for lucas and Haley as well yeah i think so okay so oh except for except for the reveal at the end oh god should we talk about that when we get to brooke oh of course oh boy i can't miss that but that bad boy out (laughs) <laughs> Brooke's got my favorite line of the episode. I actually I was listening to it on the second run while doing stuff around the house. I've got a whiteboard in my office and I ran into my whiteboard to write it down because I didn't want to forget it. So it's written up here on the board and it's a very uh precarious situation <laughs> sentence to have written on the whiteboard. Nice. Um but okay. So who do you want to go on to next? Let's go back to the boy toy auction. Who's next? Well, I actually think we've only got two couples left to cover, other than not including Whitey and Keith. 
So it's technically yeah. three couples left to cover. Cover, sorry. Okay. So we've got yeah. Karen and Larry. Oh, boy. Whitey and Keith. Yeah. And Brooke and Mouth. And Peyton and Nathan. Oh, I forgot about them. It's four then. Should we get rid of... So who do you want? Should we get rid of Peyton and Nathan? Because actually their journey, although there was like some reveal, like bits revealed, it wasn't anything we didn't already know. There was a couple things in there that we didn't... We got clarity on. Um, okay, this it won't take that long. Uh, so Nathan comes out. He is confident, to say the least, when he comes out for the boy toy auction. Polar opposite from his half-brother. That's right. <laughs> Lucas didn't inherit the confident part. Um, and, yeah, it smells like sex in here. Um was a line that is like it's kind of on the edge um do you know there was an episode of eastenders once um so for our, for our uh, <laughs> i can't believe eastenders has, has got a mention in a one tree hill podcast so <laughs> we must be for, the first to have ever done that yeah in a one tree hill podcast for sure so for our international listeners which is pretty much everyone uh eastenders is a soap opera here in the uk that's been running for like it's like 30 years something like that longer must be longer like it's on like three or four times a week every week half an hour segments it's been running for like yeah 30 plus years and there's even a couple cast members that have been in it for 30 years like they've grown up on tv and it's, it's really big here and uh anyway Ian Beale. I, Ian Beale. Shout out to Ian Beale. Look up Ian Beale, everyone. Ian Beale. Adam Woodyat. Yeah. Beale with uh, B-E-A-L-E. There's an E on the end. Ian Beale. So, You'll see what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I... It's kind of a, a rite of passage in like the 90s that we all grew up watching EastEnders, right? Like everyone's parents watched it. Did your parents watch EastEnders in the 90s? They must have. My mum still watches it. Right, okay. So, so it was... <laughs> that hasn't changed. <laughs> well, my parents, yeah, I don't know if they watch it anymore, but they, it was, in our house, it was like, it's whatever time, half seven, eight o'clock, everyone report to the living room eastenders is on so i was watching this my whole childhood growing up and there was a point i don't know i might have been like eight or nine maybe a bit older i don't know 10 25 who knows but (laughs) there was a point where someone in it said smells like sex in here and i remember thinking like i what does sex smell like for one (laughs) like you know as as a child and then also thinking, and then remembering that in later life and thinking, wow, they said that in EastEnders. <laughs> like, they said that at like dinner time on a weekday. Um, it surprised me that they said it in One Tree Hill. Did that not surprise you? I mean, you got surprised in the pilot joke that there was a masturbation joke in the pilot. Um, yeah, how did you feel about that comment? I thought it was actually very amusing. I <laughs> found it very funny. And was very surprised at the time when it was said because Haley um, sort of laughed at it as well, which I found quite amusing. But uh, yeah, it was just it came out of nowhere. It felt like it came out of nowhere. It's very, very sort of silly, again tongue in cheek kind of comment. 
when you said they they came out of nowhere is that a double entendre for this uh it didn't mean to be <laughs> but i guess it is do you know what the first ever line in eastenders was the first episode ever really do you know what the first line was uh oh. i know that they find a dead body in someone's house don't they that's the first well i don't know what the first line is it stinks in here <laughs> because it's a dead body yeah Okay. I just thought you. I'd share that with you. <laughs> so on, on the topic of, of strange, <laughs> on the topic of strange smells, and EastEnders. But okay, so um, back to the point. So uh, everyone's bidding on Nathan. Uh, Haley's getting nervous because you know it smells like sex in here, and. Uh, who who does she get to bid on him? Uh, she gets Peyton to bid on him. And she's like, what? What? And then she kind of forget. I think she's forgotten at this point that they had a previous relationship. And uh, this then leads to when Nathan comes outside and it's Nathan, Haley, and Peyton having a conversation. And... Uh, and Nathan sort of jokes and says, oh, I, Peyton, I knew you were still into me, but I didn't realize, you know, you wanted me for $100 or whatever. Um, and she says something like, and, uh, and then Nathan says to Haley, oh, don't worry, it'll be over quick. And then Peyton says, yeah, that's what we I used to say, just what you used to say before we had sex or something like that. Some sort of reference to them having sex, it's which like was that- incredibly inappropriate, to, uh, especially in front of Haley. It was very actually really inconsiderate of her feelings i thought wasn't it um let's get this over and done with that's it yeah yeah and then yeah she says oh that's funny that's what you used to say before sex (laughs) and sort of walks off and i think again that was kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke she would have said that if anyone had said that line so if she had bought mouth and mouth had said come on let's get this over and done with she would have said the same thing Mm, i don't know i just think it makes it more don't know, maybe a bit more personal because she was with him and they did have a bad relationship, but... I... I well... Still a bit okay. harsh, though, West... saying it in front of Haley, considering that Haley yeah. has just kissed Nathan in front of you and said, oh, okay, I'll see you at midnight kind of thing. Bye-bye. See you later. Have fun. And Haley told Peyton that she's a virgin and all of this other stuff in previous episodes. So, I don't know. I didn't like it. Said it. Didn't like it. But they, right, they go to Nathan's apartment. Nice apartment. Yeah, it, uh, I, I found it quite funny when she said, are you planning on murdering me? Because of all the plastic. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit dexter yeah. wasn't it? Dexter Morgan, yeah. So, uh, have you seen Dexter, by the way? Yeah. Great show. Terrible ending. Terrible ending. Yeah. 100%. Terrible ending. Great show. <laughs> that'd be a good. That'd be a good one. That'd be. A good, I bet there's. There must be a Dexter podcast out there, but that's a good show. Mm. Um, I bet Magdalena loves it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Um, they then go down into the pool. Nathan uh, pulls her into the pool, 
That's all quite nice. It annoys me the way he says, he delivers the line, I slipped. He's like, I slipped. <laughs> See, I slipped. <laughs> I slipped. I'm like, clear your throat. Speak in your voice. That I, sa- I slipped. That sounds like your happy teacher voice, <laughs> which is my new favorite thing. I don't know if I can even do it again. It I was exactly that. You need what you need to do is go back and listen to it and just and just lock it in because it's fantastic. <laughs> we should do a whole show of you just doing that. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. <laughs> but, uh, but then it turns it turns a bit flirtatious in the pool. I think. Um, I mean, Peyton mis- misinterprets what Nathan is saying. They're, they they admit a couple things. Firstly, that Peyton has only had sex with Nathan and hasn't had sex with anybody else since their relationship ended. I think we, pre- we pretty much knew that already. But Nathan said that him and Haley haven't had sex either. So now we've got an answer to the fact that they definitely didn't have sex the night that he was dehydrated. Yeah. It's it's definitive, and but I I didn't think they had anyway. He there would have been a mention of it, either from her or, or from him, sort of bragging. But uh, I think there definitely would have been a mention if they had. So I I'd ne- I was never under the impression that they had slept together. And then Peyton goes on to think, starts to think that Nathan is saying is sort of you know coming on to her and she's like we could have sex in this pool right now and it'd be brilliant i'd love it you could do this we could do that blah 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 uh, but we can't do that to Haley, so on and so forth um which i thought okay good you've uh you've done the right thing here but there's still something that rubbed me up the wrong way with how she <laughs> went about it i don't know what, what did you make of that Again, it was a moment of him flirting and trying, like trying to get something out of it, and her saying, "No, but we could, but we shouldn't, but we could, mm. but you definitely shouldn't." And it, it was just, it was a little bit awkward. I, I, sp- I spent the whole of that scene thinking, "Oh, when are they gonna, when are they gonna kiss?" Forgetting about oh, you the, thought it was going to happen. I, I thought there'd be yeah. I, I actually thought when they moved back upstairs to get dry, and she's just wearing her hoodie or whatever, or his hoodie, the zip-up hoodie. I thought this might be a moment where she decides to take it off and they they sleep together, and, and that's when they get caught. But um, it was good that he sat there and said, "I I want to be a better person for her," and. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be someone that cheats. And she's like, well, well, don't then. Yeah, I really, that was a really nice moment. But uh, imagine if she had kissed Nathan or done anything, right? How about learn from your mistakes? She's currently got a best friend that hates her in Brooke because she, you know, was part, she was part of Lucas cheating on her on Brooke with her and then imagine she did the same to his brother with his girlfriend like she could ruin two relationships like as in it bothered me that she was even like considering it in her thoughts out loud like I thought it was really yeah inconsiderate it's like she's destined to be sad and lonely by alienating all her friends and everyone she cares about 
Yeah, and like taking everyone down with her. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, good for Nathan. He says, "I, you know, I want to be a better guy. I want to be the sort of guy that uh, Haley, you know, is sort of making me into." And yeah, liked all of that. Spoken about the end, about the the kiss. Um, but he does also say, "I'll always have feelings for you," to Peyton. Um, I guess because they were together for what we're assuming is a long time, and they're the first kind of love isn't it mm, even though it's quite love. a fractured relationship love. yeah okay so predictions it's just again that awkward tension between Nathan and Lucas um, over you know one he's he, Lucas is now thinking he's wronged his, his, um, his best friend and that Nathan's gone and, mm-hmm. you know, cheated on Haley, And also, he's going to feel wronged because she's gone... Uh, Peyton has gone running back to Nathan. And he's kind of lost his opportunity with her. And it, it's just going to be difficult. It, it will come up in the next episode. You know, oh, I saw you kissing her. And he'll be like, oh, that's just the end of um, night kind of kiss thing that, you know, we had to do. And Peyton would be like, yeah, yeah, it was just that. It's just that. Why are you getting so jealous? You're not my boyfriend. And, and it would just make things really horrible and awkward between them. It will probably turn into a picture of some sort. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. An art. Yeah. She's drawing something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Nice. We'll see. Who do you want to go on to next? We've got Whitey. We've got Mouth and Brooke. Uh, we've got. Karen and Larry. Should we do Karen, Larry, Whitey, Keith all together? Okay. In that we can start with Karen and Larry, but there's kind of a Whitey Keith crossover. Crossover. Yeah. So, where do Karen and Larry begin? Uh, at the cafe, and Larry comes to ask Karen on a date and uh, says, you know, come to my house I'll cook for you and he, and she looks a little bit um you know trep <clears throat> a bit there's a bit of trepidation there and uh he's like I'm not a murderer Karen you know I just come round and I'll cook for you and she does go round and he cooks and they're having a nice time and they look at some of Peyton's art which I was like is this a intrusion of her privacy I don't know and i mean i don't like her but i don't want her privacy to be you know gdpr (laughs) and then they decide that they want to go to dig up a time capsule that was buried in the middle of the high school football team the high high school football field yeah um so they head over there uh that's because she's discussing the the pictures isn't she i think i think they're downstairs aren't they? So the mm-hmm. pictures are like fair game if they're left out. <laughs> okay, is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> um, and she says, oh, you know, looking at these, there's a time capsule in the middle of the football field. It will be full of all the same sort of things because we, we went through all the same things when we were that age and so on and so forth. And that's when Larry's like, let's go and find it. Let's go and have a look. Which, mm-hmm. you know, is actually a really nice idea. And then when they get there, 
um, Karen's a bit more like, but this is private property. And he's like, hey, our taxes pay for this. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, we shouldn't be here. And we shouldn't be digging it up. And doing this is like, oh, it's a bit of dirt. We'll dig it up. We'll take the box out that, that's your property. And then we'll just cover the dirt back, you know, cover the hole back in with all the dirt that's there. Kind of in the meantime, so we, we've seen Whitey at the beginning selling off his kids. Loves that. Pimping, pimping out them kids. Pimping them kids. And then um, <laughs> he's in his office and he gets a visit from Keith. So this happens quite often. Keith just gets to roam the halls of the school. Um, yep. Absolutely sometimes unattended. Drunk, sometimes yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boozy. Um, has a seat with Whitey, has a bit of whiskey with him. And Whitey asks him a very, very important question. And that is, mm-hmm. Simon... When are you going to start living, Keith? He's like, I'm already a life coach. But, but Keith, when are you going to start living? You love Karen, Keith. <laughs> when are you going to tell her and make a good woman out of her, Keith? <laughs> and then the background music came in and went, Keeping up appearances. Hello, everybody. Let's do art! <laughs> That's the voice. <laughs> oh, I God. can't do a whitey voice. Can you... Let me hear your whitey voice. Come on, you do it perfectly. I don't. It's rubbish. You Come on. Ask me Ask me when I'm going to start living. When are you going to start living? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really good. <laughs> You get it, you get the twang on it really well. <laughs> Tell me about Camilla. Tell me about Camilla. Oh, that was really sad that moment. I don't think I could do an impression of that. That was touching. <laughs> I'm not kept... saying to make fun of it. I was I'm gonna saying... make fun of it. It's I'm a not... performance. Not a sicko. Yeah, of course. I, I know how much you love Whitey and I know that you'd just never do anything but respect him. And I thought he he had, a, he had a good part to play in this episode and it's very true it, every day that he goes without telling Karen that he loves her is another day that he won't be able to get back absolutely what what a beautiful phrase and a beautiful way to say it and and yeah. he's saying it to absolutely the right person as well Whitey's just so wise so wise he, he is so okay, what does that move on to? They moves get moves on to Yeah. So Karen and Larry get caught by Whitey again doing naughty things. <laughs> yeah. So they they got told off in the last episode for being awful, awful like chaperones or what were they? Yeah, chaperones. The chaperones yeah. yeah. And uh in this one they, they were like Karen was doing her routine, wasn't she? From when she was a cheerleader. Hey, Ravens, go, go, Ravens. <laughs> Peyton is Satan. Ra- Ra- Ravens, yeah, Peyton. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep flowing. And I'm hoeing like Nikki. She's sticky. On a lot of people. She's sticky because <laughs> of the dicky. It's Nikki. It's She's icky. Sticky. <laughs> From the dicky. It's icky. That's what I got. Makes me feel sicky. I maybe like her name is Vicky. I find it tricky. Or Ricky. She's going on Ricky Lake. What a mistake. 
before we talk about them getting caught by Whitey, we have to talk about the fact that we see an old photograph and lurking in the back of the photograph is Keith like a predator or a murderer. Do you know what it made me think of? What? It made me think of Ross in Friends. Oh, with with the like for Rachel, yeah, in the flashbacks with like the moustache, yeah. When the, when it's their uh, prom, and he goes and gets yeah. ready, and then it's like, oh, they're really sad. So you kind of think that you. I was kind of hoping that Karen would see that and be like, oh, he has you know cared about me a long time. Because even Larry points it out. Says, oh, it looks like the guy in the background loves the the girl in the foreground. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's been obvious the whole way through and she's felt the same about him. It's just got to that really awkward moment where she's getting attention from from Larry and, and is enjoying it. She's liking it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. OK, so then Whitey comes and sees them. But then there is Keith. Mysteriously sort of appeared as well, didn't he? Just sort of like... As if from behind Whitey, <laughs> Whitey was covering him. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> it's just like, re- and then and then he sees them, and she said, and but Karen's already said, "Oh, we were just having some dinner, and then we thought we'd come dig this up." And then she's like, "Oh, hi, Keith." And Keith just blanks them, just walks away, nothing said, like heartbroken, crazy. Yeah, I actually think Karen was quite calm about it she wasn't embarrassed she was just like oh yeah we just had some dinner been out thought we'd come and dig up the football pitch and then it's like oh hi keith it wasn't like oh hi keith like awkward like oh i should be i should be connected to you in some way and should feel guilty for doing this she was just like hey what's up and he walked away and she's like oh that's weird well not only that she all she was she's done nothing wrong and then also you know, up until recently, she wasn't really even talking to Keith. So I think she handled it really well. She's like, oh, hi, you know, hey, Keith, how's it going? You know, it's all good. Um, but I also understand his reaction because his whole world is like crumbled recently, hasn't it? Um, but OK, so we move through. We get um, Larry gives Karen, Karen. a kiss. <laughs> get- <laughs> A kiss uh, on the lips, like, you know, it's like a peck, but it's a kiss, and he says he likes her and whatever. He goes out the back door, the front door knocks, so we're talking one out the back, one in the front. It's Keith at the front door, Dom. What does he do? He declares his undying love for her, and Lucas, and pulls out a ring. Karen still got Larry's saliva in her mouth. <laughs> she can still taste Larry's Sawyer. He doesn't know. But guess what? Keith proposes. He doesn't even get down on one knee. He doesn't even say, will you marry me? He says, marry me. I've loved you forever. Always. I, I need you. I want you. Marry me. He didn't say that. That's just what I'm saying to you right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just timing, Dom. <laughs> Why did you wait till now? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Actually, okay, it's so funny you say that because I think that's what's going to happen next. 
Okay, tell me, what's your prediction? Because we get left on this cliffhanger of, you know, what's going to happen next. So Karen is going to be in this world of conundrums and not sure what to do. And she's going to kind of feel like a bit of a teenager again. And she's kind of living part of the youth that she didn't have because she had Lucas at such a young age. Um, and, And it's kind of coming out now and she's enjoying herself. And she says that she's not really dated before or not dated much so um because her life has literally been consumed by the cafe and lucas so that that's her world so i think she's gonna try and keep dating larry i actually think this needs to be a keith why have you done this now this isn't the right time Uh, and there'll be a a continuous moment of separation between them you, you know and might even say to lucas um go and see keith he's kind of Maybe a bit of a prat of himself, so I need you to kind of go and smooth things out for me. <laughs> Such a British way to put it as well. well. I am British. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> He's made a bit of a mug of himself, you know, <laughs> coming out here with a ring, trying to, uh, you know, propose to me. <laughs> what a silly, what a silly fella, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And, and I think Larry will not really challenge Keith and Keith won't re- I don't think Keith will do anything sort of versus Larry not really there, there might be a, a few words and be like and it'll be like Larry going hey let's, let's let Karen make the decision it's up to her man I'll, I'll just you know ask her out in a few mm-hmm. dates and we're seeing how it goes like uh, I get that you're in love with her I could see that from a picture we found in the ground but you know whatever <laughs> from the man. picture we found in the ground yeah that's the best we found a picture in the ground and i was like yeah you're in love with her <laughs> I, can tell. I think i think it's also important to note that larry has not done anything wrong either and in fact he's been he's held himself really well here he even said to karen look i know that you know you and keith have a past and i'm not trying to get in the way or whatever and she said, well, we have a past, but I don't know if we have a future. That was sad. Very sad. Because Keith has been like wow. such an MVP up until the last sort of five episodes, really, where he's been a bit of a melt. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, you, do you think it was the wrong move to propose, right? Mm. It's not a good. I mean, they haven't even been on a date before, like a proper date. I, I don't think it was the right move, but it wasn't necessarily the wrong move either. Because Whitey Ooh. said, you, you've got to go for it, mate. You've got to sort your life out. When are you going to start living? When are you going to tell your lover? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Because if you keep waiting, it'll be too late and you'll have missed your opportunity and you're just going to be a really sad spinster with like 50,000 cats. And you're going <laughs> to be living this really sad life and, and just constantly reflecting and thinking about everything that you've missed out on because you didn't make that leap so i actually think it's a good thing that he's made the leap but it's a bad thing because i don't think it's going to have a good reaction and we want keith to be happy don't we simon we more than anything he's basically (laughs) saying keith if you don't do if you don't do this you could be somewhere babbling in a dress absolutely but it's it's worth doing it now finding out what the answer is going to be and then being able to move on because at least he can turn around and say i gave it a go i tried i know i i've messed mm. up 
I've tried to, um, you know, seek forgiveness for that and do the right things and, and make it right and make myself right and fix my karma and do whatever. Uh, and I, I tried, I gave it a go and he's always going to know that now, even if nothing comes of it, he's always going to know I gave Mm. it a go and I gave it my best and I, I really wanted something for us. Um, but it wasn't to be, uh, and if it is to be great, he's, he's won then, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay. We will see my friend. So what couple do you want to go on to next? We have, uh, Brooke and Mouth or... That's, That's it. it, isn't it? Yeah, we've only it's got just broken, broken mouth. mouth. Okay, wow. Maybe my favourite part of the episode yeah. was broken mouth. How did it all begin? Back to the uh, the boy auction. So, mouth is doing the music. He's DJing at the yeah. boy toy auction, and towards the end, Whitey is just doing his like final speech at the end, saying, "You got to pay your money." Uh, or I'll come for you and um, Mouth sort of like ducks under the, the lectern bit and starts clearing up the equipment and someone shouts out it's like $10 for the for the music boy or something like that or for the equipment boy yeah for like the, the cable boy or something yeah, yeah or the mic boy or something like that yeah mic boy I think it's mic boy yeah. and he sort of stands up and is a bit like oh and Whitey's like yes another kid I can sell I'm absolutely gonna sell this kid <laughs> I can't let any child go unsold and just was like yeah but, I'll take $50 for it <laughs> just starts the bidding but, and uh, yeah. it's an a incredibly successful bid uh, Brooke had run in pre the end uh, just after the end of the of Nathan's last sort of bid and missed out and this this was her opportunity. People are now bidding on mouth, and and this was it. So she throws down two hundred dollars and is like, two hundred dollars. I want him. And Whitey's like, yeah, I'm taking the money. I'm taking the money for this kid. He wasn't even involved, but I'm selling him. I'm selling him. I'm going to sell him. <laughs> well, they. Uh... She says she's got a whole night planned for whoever she was gonna win. So she was really, you know gonna go to town on whoever this was you know who she was gonna get who do you think she was gonna bid on maybe nathan but she nathan's with Haley. maybe jake maybe tim maybe that would prove you know the lex and ryan <laughs> bet about whether you know, Brooke and Tim have ever slept together or not? But I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I think she would she, have. I think she would have bid bid on Nathan, regardless of Haley, because Haley's not really her friend. They get on, but they're not. They're not mates. And obviously, in the last episode, she bailed her out. But whatever. But at her getting Nathan would have been a dig at both Peyton and Lucas. Mm. Which kind of kind of makes sense to me. Could you ever see them as a couple in the show? Brooke and Nathan. Mm. Um. Yeah, I told you they were a couple in real life for a little point. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Um. I I, I haven't seen it yet in the show. I, I haven't really seen them have much to do with each other, so I can't see it yet. But you never know; it could happen. Okay. <laughs> so, Brooke's then going. Okay. 
I've got um like fifty dollars to trade or something. She was like trying to trade mouth to somebody else, which is the beginning of what I think is actually a really harsh storyline, if I'm being honest. Like uh and he's like, Well, no one no one's interested and then he's like, Wow, cool car like mouth wants to go in the limo and she's like, No, you know, I had a whole special night planned um and she says my favorite line or my line that i wrote on the board is a waste of a brazilian wax yeah <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> jesus christ we got whitey selling kids in one corner we got <laughs> talking about brazilian waxes in another it smells like sex in here when did they air this? Like after midnight? Like, how did this get through? Like, the regulations, you know, on the network TV? Let's just let it happen. It must have been a post-Watershed kind of thing. <laughs> you remember, like, again, to pull up another British soap opera, do you remember they, they used to do Hollyoaks after dark? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would do, like, an, like not explicit, but, like, a... a after watershed Hollyoaks episode and it would be like drugs and whatever and whatever. They'd have scenes where, you know, people got fingered on dance floors or something like that. <laughs> no, that's just flashbacks into into my childhood. Your painful life. Not childhood. <laughs> there was no... Jesus Christ. I'm sorry for bringing up your trauma. <laughs> Keeping up the <laughs> your safety word okay so they go to the strip club dom where you're expecting well it's the second strip club in you know two consecutive episodes um and mouse having a good time mouth has only seen uh naked ladies on the internet never up close but he likes what he but he likes what he sees. He does like what he sees. The internet is rubbish. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Of course. Where's Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah, where's Jimmy? Who's Jimmy? Right. Oh, exactly. his mate. Mouse friend's name's Jimmy. Yeah. Where the fuck is Jimmy? <laughs> I, f- I think he's left. I think he's left. He's gone. Jimmy is out of there. Ravens, who he's Jimmy was. Lo- Mouth was like, set <laughs> me up a website and then get fucked. You annoy the <laughs> shit out of me, and I want you out of my life. Listen, Jimmy, Jimmy, come here a sec. Jim, Jim. Okay, look. Lucas has joined the Ravens. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Jimmy, shut the fuck up. Shut up, Jimmy. Always breathing so fucking loud. Shut up, Jimmy. Listen, Jimmy. Lucas is on the Ravens now. I've got an opportunity, okay? I'm going to make it up into the upper echelon in the heart. Shut up, Jimmy. I'm talking. <laughs> of, Ray, of, Tree, of, of Tree Hill High. But for me to do that, I'm, you're going to have to go somewhere, okay? Just look out into the woods, Jimmy. <laughs> and then, bam, paper bag over his head, suffocates him, Jimmy's dead, mouth I, killed him. I thought we were going for a full Lenny moment of a vice and men. We just get shot just in the back of the, the head. Rabbit, George. <laughs> Which would have been perfect for one tree hill. 
No, seriously, where's Jimmy? I don't know. I don't. I. I think he's gone. That's it. He is no more. He won't come back. Never. Is that your predict? Have you got a Jimmy prediction? No. <laughs> we're never. We're never gonna see Jimmy again. I think he'll reappear probably in the last episode. So he's been in the first one and the last one, and then he'll. You know, there'll be some use for him in the second series. Could you imagine he just comes back and just like shoots up the school and it's just like, you never listen to me, ravenshoops.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're media. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can we officially have Jimmy watch then? You see if Jimmy ever reappears. Okay. Absolutely. Let's get, let's get that on record. Jimmy watch. And, but your prediction is that we won't see Jimmy again. Well, until like the last episode of the series, he uh, he'll reappear at some point. Okay, okay. But I kind of right, hope he so... doesn't. I I hope I go for like a another hundred and sixty odd episodes, and he just never appears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. It's okay. They're in the strip club. This, that, and the other. Where do we go to from here? They go uh, to a club, don't they? They're, they're at the that, they're at that strip club, yeah, and then they go to another club, because um, it was going to be kind of like a one-off. I'll take you to this place and then like take you home back in the limo. But um, Brooks kind of being a bit, I don't really know how to describe it. Obnoxious. Obnoxious but is before, a good way of describing but, it. Yeah, she's very obnoxious to mouth. Like mouth is like. Oh, you live this amazing life and this, that, and the other. And she's like, you know, well, I come to the club and I come in the club all the time. And blah, blah, blah. you're 16. Yeah. No, you're not. Like she's sort of, she's sort of acting like she's like a cast member of Sex in the City. Mm. And it's like, no, you're not. This is new to you as well because you're not even old enough to drink yet. It's, it's horrendous that that she's like in that mode, isn't it? But I, mm. I think a lot of it stems from. Maybe her family not really caring about her, not having that relationship with her mum. So she just goes and acts wildly. And I'm assuming she comes from quite a well-off family, given the limo and always out and stuff like that. So she's got a lot of dispensable income. She says at some point, I think when she's trying to get the money at the beginning for the boy toy auction, that she's got like a platinum credit card. Yeah. So she's got money. Like I, I'm assuming her dad is like loaded, like works away or something like that. And her mum just does nothing but drink at home potentially (laughs) Um, okay so they go to this club and then what happens they're having a nice little dance on the dance floor and she goes off to to see this guy goes straight up to him kisses him straight away and it's like so you know where are we going and then it's what's your name and he's like don't you remember me from last time You're, you're Brooke right we we did this last time, except you're a little bit more wasted last time. So, so are we doing this or what? Mm-hmm. Dirty. <laughs> Does this go into your theory then against your theory that she's a virgin? I think it does. But we know she's not from 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 Lucas anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well besides Lucas. Um not sure. Still undecided. Jury's out. Yeah, okay. still undecided. I mean, it's looking less likely, isn't it? But 
you, you know, he she could have met that guy four days ago, got hammered and, and gone home with him or, or gone somewhere with him and done unspeakable mm. things. Mm. <laughs> and it's happening again. Okay. So she leaves. They get back in the limo. Uh, mouth very gentlemanly like and concerned you know is asking are you okay does something happen um and they talk a little bit she's asking if lucas is a good guy what do you think about him mouth saying he's a great guy i've known him since fourth grade he introduced me to the guys at the river court that really helped him so on and so forth um mouth asks at some point to brooke what do women want and the limo driver says, what, Dom? This was my favourite line. Half, oh, your, gone. half your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, and they laugh, so on and so forth. We then uh, get to the end of the night for Mouth. Brooke gives him a little kiss. Um, not because it was for ch- the charity thing, but just because. And uh, Mal says, look, Lucas has a good heart. From what I know of you, you have a good heart. I'm sure you guys can work it out. But I've got to go just in case that stripper booty calls me. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Mouth? Are you, are you a fan? I really liked Mouth in this episode. Really liked him. Really good character. They're giving him a lot more to do now in these last couple episodes. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he, well, he's gone from doing basically nothing to now being uh, a main feature. That's what happens when you murder your best friend, Jimmy. You get more <laughs> screen time. <laughs> well, what, do you, would you like to see more of Mouth? Or do you think, would, is this the right amount? Would you like him to be prominent like this in every episode? Or would you rather he stay to a bit more in the background. I think he deserves his fair share. So I'd, I don't see why it would be an issue. What what would be great is if he develops this continuous relationship with Brooke. So he seems to have had quite a, an interesting relationship with her already, you know, from sitting on the bench together at um, the river court that first time when they, when they met to, uh, you, you know, all the cheerleading stuff that he did in the last episode to this episode, they seem to have this really nice bond and I hope that that becomes a a regular thing. That actually, she kind of mm-hmm. confides in Mouth, and Mouth is is there to give her advice and like look after her a little bit. I quite I quite like the idea of that. So that's what I hope happens with those two. Okay, but then we get to the final cliffhanger of the episode. <laughs> Lucas is at the River Court. Brooke comes to the River Court. What happens, Dom? She says, I need to talk with you. There's something going on. It's super urgent. This absolutely cannot wait. I have to tell you, nobody in Tree Hill sleeps. We've all done the good midnight kiss thing. It's probably about three in the morning. We're still going. Keith has proposed at a ridiculous time at night. Larry turned up and, you know, tried to tongue Karen. But I absolutely <laughs> need to tell you this very important thing. And Lucas, with his eyes shut, says, What is it, Brooke? What is it? You can tell me. I need to know, because I need to know everything. And she says, I think I'm pregnant. Shit the bed. Unreal. 
Couldn't believe it. I was wait, so shocked. There's a couple things. Firstly, I didn't think of it <laughs> until you just said it. But what was Lucas doing there? Like after midnight on the river court and he can't play basketball. If if I was sat in a park right now <laughs> at like after midnight, there, someone would call the police. Like, so like, it's 10 past on? 11 now at our time, like PM. If you were there yeah. now, someone would have an issue with it. <laughs> yes. But okay, so you didn't see this coming at all? I was surprised by this. This was a shock. I, I, I actually thought we were going to go down a I've been sexually assaulted road. And I need, I need your support. Not by Lucas, but by that guy at the, the club. Oh, like I was okay. too I was too drunk to to say no and this is what's happened and I approached the guy again and thought you know uh, we could have a fun night together and it turns out I've already done that and I, I don't remember it I, I thought we were going to go down like a an assault kind of road but then she throws out the pregnancy but whose is it going to be you know if she's as voracious shall we say as she makes out she is is she implying that that Lucas is potentially a baby daddy? Baby daddy. That is a massive cliffhanger. <laughs> so, but what what's what's your hope and what's your prediction? Two very different things. Um. I don't know. I I actually I hope she's not pregnant, and I think she won't be pregnant. But I think we're going to have an episode of, like, panic that she is. That she isn't. Okay, but you mean you think she's not pregnant as in she... The test was wrong or something, or not pregnant like she's lying about it or something? No, I I don't think she's lying. I think, like, that um, she's just late (laughs) for whatever reason. Um, okay. Uh, uh, and you know there might be another circumstance that that has caused her to make like to make her think that she's pregnant. Okay. But I, I, all right. I like to think that she she isn't, um, and and hope that she kind of isn't, but has that moment of. Well, it could be yours, Lucas, and Lucas then panicking and like, I'm going to do the right thing. I, I'm going to be a, a great dad. And, you know, I know I'm young, but I tell Karen and Karen will be really disappointed because she'll be like, oh, look at my life and look what happened to me. And I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to go to college and live your life and, uh, you, you know, do something amazing. And then it will turn out that she's not pregnant. Okay. We will see. We will see, my friend. We will. Okay, well... Do we have anything else to say before we go to our judgments? I don't think so. I think we've covered the episode pretty well. Well, then, if you'd like to find out how to access our Patreon and bonus content, then you can do all of that by listening to this. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. He just became a raven. Welcome to Prisneyland, fish. Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. And Fox River, a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show. 
All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity or The Yard. Get on the train, please. Get on the train. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Pop it off up in G-Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, three. So, Dom, who was your favourite performer of this episode? I'm going to say Sophia Bush. Okay, pourquoi? <laughs> she had a very mixed episode. Uh, the character had a very mixed episode, but uh, it was all portrayed very well. So from the desperation at the start, we didn't really talk about Sherry, but Sherry's a bitch. So we'll just move on from there. Um, <laughs> the the desperation at the beginning to like, I must have this boy. I've got credit cards. I've got money. To being really quite harsh to mouth um, in terms of, you know, you're not really my thing and I, I, I shouldn't be kind of seen with you. That's kind of how it felt to realizing he's a, he's a great guy and, and very nice and very friendly. And, um, they have the, what do women want conversation and, um, m- mouth is kind of, you know, fits under that bracket, doesn't he? Of someone who's lovely and kind and nice and, you know, charming young man. Um, but she, yeah. we talked about this last week and she cries incredibly well. And she does, she does, you know, a whole array of emotions in this episode. So, for me, it goes to Sophia Bush today. What about yourself? Mm. Anyone who was your standout performer? I'm ready to double up, my friend. Two twos, doubling up. <laughs> yeah, I say Sophia Bush. Same reasons you touched on them all already, but yeah, really solid performance. Who? Was your favourite character? Shall I give you the opportunity to say favourite character first? Sure. Okay. Um, mine is Mouth. Because he, everything... He's just so well-balanced, so well-natured, so kind, so nice and supportive. I really like that moment where he's like, to Brooke, is everything okay? Did anything happen? Like, very protective. Just 
has just seems like and feels like such a good guy and a good character um i really like him so yeah mouth who is yours um also doubling up hey mine is mouth as well for all the same reasons that you just said and uh he he has a great line in it that um we sort of overlooked a little bit but uh, you did you did mention it but we sort of shot past it quite quickly where he says spending a night with you is like being in first class and now i'm going back to my normal life it's like being in coach and uh that i thought that was so like quite hard hitting and quite an honest Mm. uh review of himself and his life and what how he sees her um so that that made it as my second favorite line of the episode i thought it was really um quite a sweet line but he's just a really sweet character a really funny um (laughs) very surprised when someone said hey how much for the for the mic you know guy or that 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 lad um and they started bidding (laughs) on him and he was like really enjoying it and he just seems like he's he's got a a lot of personality about him uh as well as all the friendliness so yeah what what a great little character nice what about your favorite song there's a lot of good music in this one there is a lot of good music in this one I'm gonna have to go with it's uh, Ladies Night when when Nathan came out. <laughs> That's the one I'm gonna go for. What about you? Well, for me, it's only one choice. You can leave your hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Jones. Nice. Uh, I think we're gonna double up on this one. Background performer. Limo driver. How could it be anybody else? <laughs> yeah, limo driver. They want half your pay pack or whatever he says. Paycheck. Um, paycheck, that's it. Okay, favorite line? You just said it. Oh, yeah, that was yours. <laughs> um, my favorite line actually is going is, uh, to be Whitey's line to Keith of when are you going to start living? I thought that was a really powerful line. And the perfect thing to say, like you said earlier, the perfect person to say it to at the perfect time. So really good. And then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. Should we... Did you have a number before we started recording? Uh, Yeah. Did your number alter in any way during our conversation? Yeah. Did it alter up or alter down? Up. Okay. I had a number before this episode, this podcast episode begun. My number has stayed the same. Ooh. Yeah. I think I know what your number is. But... I think I know what yours is. Oh, Okay. Should we say the numbers? Should we say it after three and see if they're the same or see if they're close and then begin the debate? Let's do that. Let's say them together after three. Okay. So one, two, three, say. Yep. It's been a while since we've agreed on something. (laughs) Good luck, my friend. (laughs) Good luck to you. But what I really mean is good luck to me. One... Two, 
three, nine. Dominic. Yeah. Please let me be, let me begin. So I don't know what you need from an episode more to get a ten. Wow. So much character development. So much comedy. So much drama. Two cliffhangers. You love cliffhangers. Two cliffhangers. We had drama with Jake and Nikki and moved that story along. We got answers we got explanation it was like we found out who the others in lost are dom we got some answers okay we had questions over relationships we had you thought potentially lucas and Haley were gonna kiss it was all over the place we had the tim and deb thing this is a 10 if we look back in history, later down the line, we're going to think, we're going to remember the boy toy auction. We're going to remember the episode that opened up with Whitey selling his basketball players off to the highest bidder. And some of them he was selling off for $8 to women to do chores. Dominic, how dare you for one? Two, it's a ten. And I, you must agree with me on this. I have an asterisk. Don't make me use it. Oh, no, I got <laughs> no, rid of my asterisk. You haven't got it anymore. Yeah. Nice try. Oh, you... oh. <laughs> okay, so for those reasons, that's why I believe this episode is a 10. Okay, well, I was kind of sticking to my guns a little bit with it being a 9. I'd watched the episode and thought it was an 8. And the more we discussed it, it became a nine. And I had actually, when we were just talking about it just now, kind of forgotten how funny the the episode really was, particularly the Deb, Tim and Dan scene, uh, which was good. And there's a lot of great moments in, in this episode and, and some really touching moments. And the two cliffhangers are very important. We didn't just get one, we got two. So on the basis of your argument and my rating I'm going to upgrade to a 10 because I think you're right I think it's a 10 so I apologise for the original 9 and I'm upgrading to a 10 you can leave your (laughs) hat on (laughs) yeah this is definitely a 10 you made the right decision Uh, this is a great episode this is a fan favorite as well. Like I know a lot of our listeners will this will be in like their top 10 episodes, you know, of all time from One Tree Hill. I would imagine. Well, let us know listeners, what do you rate this? Uh, I didn't not like anyone in this epi- episode as well. You know, normally you come away thinking, "Oh, what just other than Sherry because she's just a bit of a bitch, but actually in terms of like performances and stuff like that, I didn't think, oh God, what like this person's on screen, it's driving me nuts, they need to go away. I actually quite enjoyed every every character and every performance. So it was it was a good very yeah. good episode. Very good. It's a classic. A classic. So everybody out there, this is a ten. This is our second episode to get a ten. So we've got two tens in season one. That's awesome. Please let us know your thoughts on this. You can reach out to us by 
email, which is 1030podcasts at gmail.com or on social media, Dom. At Ravens Podcast on Instagram, where Simon will see and censor all of the information that you send us and all of the lovely comments that you send us. And it's great that all of you, like loads of you are starting to reach out now and that we have regular listeners that are reaching out regularly and saying all sorts it's fantastic and some of the stuff that Simon sends me is is hilarious and some of it is really heartwarming uh and so, you know some such lovely comments from people and people telling us their own stories as well um which which we we love uh you know reading and and sharing and and getting the opportunity to to talk to you guys so please reach out to us it is it is really great and we we think it's really important so let's keep doing that let's keep that go let's keep that going and do us a favor pull out the phone little quick rate review subscribe a couple words even just a sentence it helps to get more visibility on the podcast and put it out to more people just like you that love one tree hill and hopefully would you know enjoy listening to Dom and I rambling about One Tree Hill. <laughs> uh, we love it. So we're incredibly grateful. Check out the Patreon, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through... Hoops. And they also go through... Nets. Ravenshoops.net. So, Dom, I think it's time for Ravens on free. But... Yeah. What accent are we going in today? Well, you chose Australian for the last one, right? And then, and then I, I chose French for the one after that as well. Oh, yeah. Did you choose French? Yeah. yeah. I chose Australian and French, so it's it's got to be your turn to pick, surely. I'm really bad at accents. <laughs> so uh, I'm really bad. I'm going to choose... Uh, a difficult one. I'm going to choose South African. Are you not allowed to practice? We'd said this. No <laughs> practicing. I I say South African because um, my wife and I, I watched the first one. My wife watched all of it, of the uh, Oscar Pistorius documentary uh, right. on BBC. And obviously it's all in uh, South Africa, so I've been hearing the accent. Okay, Ready? Are you doing the one, two, three? Uh, yeah, I'll do the one, two, three. Ready? I'm, I think we should also the 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 whole intro, the one, two, three. That all should needs to be in the accent as well. Okay. Yeah, I realise I just set myself up. Okay, ready? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens on free. What? <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. Do it again. Keep going. <laughs> Ravens on free. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs>